Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender. Pass me a drink. The reason that I'm here is I need time to think. All the ways of the world have really got me down. Welcome back to Hey, Bartender Podcast. The podcast that is here to support the service industry, bring people new stories, bring people new adventures, and bring people the occasional new drink. That's right. We're going to start off with the drink special today. Today's drink special, we got a, ter- a little bit of change on an old time classic for this one's for you people that want to drink something tropical, I guess, or your customers that want to drink something tropical, uh, make because you make it... Uh, you know, weird colors or something like that, they automatically think no matter where they're at, they could be skiing in the Himalayas right now. You put a interesting color drink in their hand and all of a sudden they think they're on a tropical island. This one today is called the Green Screwdriver. I got this off the kitchenmagpie.com. The, screen, uh, the Green Screwdriver is your basic screwdriver uh, with a couple extra things. What you need is a shot of vodka. Now, first of all, you take yourself a, uh, a pint glass, or at least a very tall glass. You throw in your shot of vodka. You throw in uh, half a glass of orange juice. Float some blue carousel on that. And then fill the rest of the drink with uh, your lemon-lime uh, soda, whether it's 7-Up Sprite or whatever the hell you got on your gun. It all depends on you. So go ahead and give the green screwdriver cocktail a try. With the added blue carousel, I'm sure it adds a little bit of extra citrus flavor to it. And, uh, you know, you got your lemon lime. So you can actually probably make the customer think that they're getting their uh, all their fruit needs for the day just by drinking that drink. Probably not. But, you know, sometimes customers will believe anything you say. You know, I spent a lot of time this last week. Uh, I was supposed to have a really busy week, bring you guys some really awesome, uh, uh, bring some awesome guests onto the show. But unfortunately, uh, you know, life's getting in the way and uh, we had to reschedule. So, you know, there's no problem with you guys sitting and talking with me for a little bit or, well, you're not really talking to me. I'm doing all the talking. I understand that, okay? Um, but, uh, you know, I spent a little bit of time sitting back thinking about my days in the bar and all of a sudden all of these things started popping into my head and you know it some of it had to do with a lot of negativity and you know I'm coming up on the new year 2022 you know we had a bad 2020 2021 was only slightly better but you know if we try to keep an open mind here people 2022 it's just got to get better if it gets worse I apologize ahead of time but I got to get some of these negative comments out of my head because you know what I want a happy 2022. It's an even number, 
uh, and uh, ends in a two, uh, other stupid reasons, I don't know. But I started thinking about all these stupid things that the customers would say uh, when I was behind the bar. At least I thought they were stupid. Some of you bartenders out there probably, you know, be a little bit more sympathetic to your customers because, you know, when people come and see the bartender, they want somebody who has a sympathetic ear. Unless they go to a club, then they just want loud music and uh, scream in the face of a bartender what drink they want while... Uh, well, you know, if they're wearing a mask, they're probably not spitting as they're talking it. Uh, but, um, if you're in a uh, club that the masks aren't required, you, you realize that people are actually spitting in your face when they're screaming at you. I want a purple something, you know, uh, I, I didn't have anything prepared for that moment, but I don't care. I'm not going to edit that part out. I've already talked to you guys, uh, dozens of times about uh, one of the number one most annoying thing a customer can say to your bartender or server, how long have you worked here? Because that, I've told you before, it's a trap. You know, they're, no matter what you say, they're going to throw it back out at your face. You could say, I've been here for two weeks, and they, they'll go, oh, it shows. Or you can say, I've been here for five years, and then, you say, well, you'd expect better service, wouldn't you? You know, I've never... Uh, in my personal life, some of you guys out there probably did, but never in my personal life as a bartender did I ever get a positive reaction to whatever answers that I gave them. I could tell them uh, whatever I wanted. And basically, that's what I ended up doing. And uh, I, you know, I tell people, you know, I've been here for 10 years. And uh, one person's like, you haven't been here for 10 years. And I said, how do you know? Maybe you just didn't notice me. Now that, that makes me feel really bad right now. How do you, how can I work here and you not notice me? You've been coming here for longer than me and you never noticed me. How come you never notice me? And then I walk off, pretend to collect myself and then come back to the table and go, I'm sorry. Okay. So what can I get you guys? Try to fuse that question with humor. That's, that was always my goal because in the bars that I used to work at, some people thought they were a little bit edgy they thought that they could get away with talking shit. They, uh, and most of the time they could. But my, my biggest insistence is if you're going to talk shit to me, you better get to know me first because uh, I don't take shit from people I don't know. And if you throw shit at me, you better expect it back. Just It was one of those entitlement things of the uh, regular bar customers who think since they come there every day, since they spend money there every day, they practically own the place. And I'm sorry, you're not, uh, I want to tell the customers, I'm sorry, you're not even an investor. You are just the one that keeps the lights on. And judging by the way you spend money, you keep that particular light on. Not all of them, just that one in the corner right over there. So if you want to uh, take your money elsewhere, I'll give you that light bulb too. But let's talk about other things that used to get on my nerves. Because I, I want to get it out. I want to uh, get rid of all this negative energy that I got going in me and just move on with my life and see where it leads me. Um, maybe it'll make me more interesting. Maybe it'll make me a bigger asshole. You never know. But uh, let's say you have a customer. They come in. They sit at the bar. And you're not doing a whole lot. They ask for a drink, you know, well, whiskey, Coke, or uh, just a Bud Light. And... You pour them the drink, and then you you know you do a couple things behind the bar, and you decide uh, just to check on them. Say, hey, how you doing tonight? 
And they look at you dead in the eye and say, leave me alone. I'm in a bad mood. Now, to me, that used to be a cry for help, you know, because sure, they say they told you they want you to leave it alone. But you don't just jump in on the customer and start uh, saying things like, hey, come on, man, put turn that frown upside down. You know, let's sing a song together. Come on. Kumbaya. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You might uh, end up with a fist up your nose. But I always started thinking right after they said that, you know, I, I got a couple milliseconds of information going through my head after they say something like, leave me alone. I'm in a bad mood. To be asked to be left alone in a public area always really puzzled me. Like, if you need to be alone, what are you doing in my bar? Now, I've had guests on the show that have put that into a perspective for me. They ask to be alone, but they have the feeling to be near people. And, you know, they just they don't want to be bothered, but they just want to be near people. They maybe do a little people watching, uh, but... In some cases, the person just got off work and didn't want to go into the store and buy a 12-pack of Bud Light and go home. They decided it would be better to go into a bar and drink there. But, you know, it, most of the time with my customers, when, they, uh, when they're saying things like, leave me alone, I'm in a bad mood, uh, I'd say, oh, sorry. Anything I can do to help? And it's, no, leave me alone. Then I give them a few minutes. You know, walk, you know, go serve other customers, pick up some glassware, empty ashtrays, because when I worked in the bar industry, we still uh, allowed people to smoke in the bar. Then eventually I come back, and usually it's right before they need another drink. And I said, uh, hey, can I get you something else? And they say, yeah, get me another one. And then by then they've relaxed, and they'll say things you know then they'll maybe fill you in a little bit on what's going on or are more open for maybe a light joke i mean don't go full on blue collar comedy on them um, but maybe just a little quip or something like that and then you can gently move that person into a conversation and then you know they just get a little bit out you don't necessarily have to ask anything about their personal life you just get them talking that's uh, That should be your main goal because as a bartender, you know we're all supposed to be entertaining. We're all supposed to be sympathetic. We're in a, and, you know, we have a lot of, uh, like, psychological, you know, uh, psychological duties. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard on us to have to listen to those stories. But sometimes seeing the person actually leave your bar with a smile then, uh, you know, when they were in a shitty mood when they came in, it makes you feel good. But when they continue on, uh, you know, because alcohol has a different effect on everybody. You, you all know this. You know, sometimes alcohol can, you know, relax the person. Okay, I'm calmed down now. I, I'm ready. Go home, relax, watch five episodes of Chuck, and then, you know, I'm going to go, uh, go to sleep. But others, they only get angrier. And I think problem uh, I have with that is they all know that. Uh, the You know, the person that decides uh, they just got off work or they just uh, had an argument with their significant other, and then all of a sudden they come into the bar and basically sit down and says, 
you know, slam down one or two drinks and then stand up and say, all right, who wants to fight me? And then you go, oh, crap, we got to deal with this tonight. And, you, you know, you have to call the cops. You have to make sure that nobody decides, oh, I'll fight you. You know, because uh, you don't want that sort of th- thing in your bar. You want to make sure that everybody is relaxed, having a good time, laughing, carrying on. But there's going to be that one person that wants to ruin the night. Next phrase I'm not a big fan of is you, you're you in a situation. Let's say you got back from a vacation. You decided to go, oh, I don't know, to Denver, Colorado, go catch a Broncos game, uh, maybe do a little skiing, and uh, you come back after a week, and your bar customer asks, hey, where you been? So, oh, I was just on this on vacation in Denver. And then the customer looks at you and goes, oh, I'm sorry. That is an annoying phrase to me when people says that something like that to you. Or, you know, even, you know, I went and saw uh, the new Marvel movie last night. Oh, I'm sorry. Or uh, I just bought myself this uh, this new car. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it that is so degrading. That is so insulting because, you know, you get these schmucks. Let's go back to the vacation thing. Maybe they've uh, that person has been to wherever you went to go. Maybe uh, you took Royal Caribbean out uh, and went to the Bahamas. Or, you know, go back to the Denver thing. Maybe they had a bad experience on a cruise liner or they broke their leg while they were skiing or the Broncos lost that day. And they, they've decided that that place is the worst place on the face of the planet and they have to tell you that you had a bad time. You, I mean, you can sit back and say, oh, I went to Disneyland. And they go, oh, I'm sorry. And then they have to go on to the explanation. Oh, God, the crowds and the food is so expensive and all the walking my feet hurt so bad. And no matter what you say, you say, you know what? I had a great fucking time while I was there. I rode all these rides. I did all this stuff. And they said, no, I hate Disneyland. They base that answer, you know, as if they're trying to tell you that you had a shitty time and it was a big waste of time for you to go there. And that just fucking annoys me. And if any, any of you out there disagree with me on that phrasing, I'm sorry, because when you go out and do something or like, uh, that is a big deal to you, I mean, sure, you bought that car for a reason, or you went on that vacation because it's something that you've always wanted to experience, or you saw that movie just because you were a big fan, and all of a sudden somebody uh, injects their opinion on you and, and acts like, oh, you just made the worst decision in your life. You should have come and talked to me before you went to go see it because I would have told you not to do it. But, you know, don't let people tell you what to do and don't let people change your minds or tell you what kind of good time you're going to have because, you know, it's your business. There, I've talked to a dozen people in my life that, uh, you know, they say that they went to do something or seen a movie or that I hate, absolutely hate. And my answer usually to them is, really, how'd it go? 
A person could go see a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, a movie that I'm never going to go see because he's an asshole. And, uh, and, and people will say, Hey, I went and saw the new Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I would, I wouldn't go, Oh, I'm sorry. They paid for the ticket and it's none of my, their, it's none of my business. It's none of their business. My point of view on it. And, uh, I just ask him, so how was it? Cause you know, it might be a good movie, but I, I'm not going to go see it because, uh, of that stupid commercial that happened over 30 years ago, almost, almost 30 years ago. And, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to degrade them, but I will ask for a synopsis of the movie just because I'm kind of curious what the movie was about. Still not going to go see it because I don't support anything that he does. All because of uh, all because he was an asshole to me and my classmates when we were filming a commercial, or if they watched a TV show, they binge watched an entire season of a TV show that I don't particularly like. I wouldn't, you know, I don't respond with, "I'm sorry." You just—that's like saying you just wasted 16 hours of your life, and you'll never get that back. And now your life is shitty because of it. That's the way it sounds like to me, and uh, you know, it's their way of saying you were stupid for doing whatever it is. And I find that rude and I find that degrading. So uh, if you run into that sort of thing, I'm sorry. Now, this next one is something that a lot of you bartenders and servers, managers, a lot of you uh, service workers are probably running into a lot today since I've been told by many people that restaurants are completely understaffed. I mean, it's, uh, you know, all about the whole COVID thing when people were laid off because of the health codes that were coming up. They just never came back. And it's getting harder and harder to for restaurants to hire people. The thing that you're running into a lot are the entitled customers that for some reason, somehow... They know how a business should be run. You got the customers sitting there in the booth and they're saying, I can't believe it's taking so long to get our food. This is not how you run a business. Completely uh, negligent on the fact that it's a 50 table restaurant. Every table has a customer at it and there are three servers. Completely negligent that the bartender is working their ass off you know, wishing at one point that they had two more arms so they could pour more drinks at the same time because that little printer is just going and going and it doesn't stop. And, you know, you got your cooks in the back, maybe one or two guys that are trying to cook for, uh, you know, uh, you know, all these people try to get all these dishes out as fast as they can. The grill is only so big and their printer is just going and going and going. And then you got the dishwasher that's trying to keep up with all the dishes as they come back. And maybe doing a few whippets in the back. No, no, no I'm sorry, dishwashers. I don't, I'm not saying you guys do that, but it's just a funny thought. I just wanted to throw a quick joke in there. But you got a customer that is feels entitled uh, to, you know, we need our food first and you know doesn't matter who was there before them doesn't matter who was uh, how many people showed up after them doesn't matter that they ordered the world's largest steak that uh, is on your menu that takes longer to cook they want their food within 15 to 20 minutes 
and it's ridiculous that it should take longer than that. Then they sit there and complain. I can't believe it takes this long for the food to come out. The food should be out here within 10 minutes after we order it. And it took us, it took so long for us to get our drinks. This is not how a restaurant should be run. And then all of a sudden you turn and look at them and you notice that they've got a vest that says they're a cashier from a large retail store. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, being a cashier at a large retail store makes you a uh, business expert. You know how they uh, they know how the place should be run, what uh, what should be happening. Nah, they're only concerned about themselves. They don't care other than anybody but themselves. But what do we got to do? Come back with a smile, say sorry it took so long. Here's your order, and are we forced to get beat up by them every now and then? Unfortunately, yes. Unless you work at that restaurant where they purposely uh, talk shit to you. Uh, that might be fun for a couple of days, but I think I've become numb to it. And, you know, like I said, trying to get rid of negativity, bring in the positive. Because it just absolutely uh, drives me crazy. It, you know, not just in restaurants, but in airports and uh, all these, and even in retail stores. You get those people that are standing behind you that are mumbling to their significant other or whoever's with them, just saying, this is not how a business should be run. And you listen carefully to the conversation. And, uh, there, you know, like one time I was at a retail, a large retail store. And the person that was saying, this is not how a, a business should be run. I turn around and I look at their shirt. They're a crane operator. And now, I got nothing against crane operators. Crane operators make a lot of money. They work hard for a living. And yeah, yeah, they're fine. But does that make them, uh, does that give them a degree in how a business should be run? No. Now, when I was at the airport, same thing. Uh, the, uh, the plane was overbooked and, you know, I'm frustrated just like everybody else that was in line with me because uh, uh we're, we're all frustrated. We want to get to our whatever our destination. And all of a sudden, this woman behind me says, this is not how a business should be run. And I'm like thinking to myself, you, uh, are you an expert on how airlines work? I mean, uh, the well, the fact that the airline, I'm not going to say their name because I don't want to get sued. The airline that I was taking, uh, they had maybe... 30, 40 people in line waiting to check in or check their baggage. And there was only one person taking baggage. And you see like eight kiosks where uh, other people could be. But for some reason that day, they only put one person on that shift. Now, does saying all this make me an expert in anything? Fuck no. I'm not an expert in, in shit. Uh, I'm not an expert in podcasting. I wasn't even an expert bartender, but I was good at it. And I like doing podcasts. Uh, doesn't uh, doesn't mean that I'm striving to be an expert. I just love doing it. But you will never see me degrade anybody, you know, because you know they they sit back and say that this isn't how a restaurant should uh, restaurant should run. Well, they don't know the details. Maybe somebody called in sick. Maybe they're understaffed. Maybe you know it's, uh, when you're realize that you only you have 50 tables and you only have three servers 
business-wise, you can't shut the business down until you get enough people to run those tables. You've got to keep the business running, and you've got to keep making that money in order to keep the lights on, in order to make payroll and all that stuff. None of your customers, uh, most of your customers, sorry, sorry, most of the customers don't ever realize that. They're only thinking about themselves, and they're hungry and they're grumpy. Okay, this last story I'm going to tell you before last call is uh, one that I heard that I was I received that was actually well deserved. Truthfully, I sit back and I think about it now, and I'm like, yeah, I was screwing around that night. Uh, one night, I discovered that if I put my thumb in front of the uh, the soda gun, it builds up pressure and uh, shoots out a stream of water that could reach the other side of the bar. And I thought that was pretty cool. And, you know, it's like what everybody does during the summertime with the garden hose. You know, that sort of thing. But uh, I was screwing around. I did have a pretty full bar that night. And I decided it would be funny to just squirt just a little bit, just a little bit. And, you know, just because I thought it was funny, the bartenders and servers that were visiting me that night thought it was hilarious. But one guy, I got water on his shirt. It was a white shirt, and I sprayed water, mind you. It was a white shirt, and he said, I can't fucking believe you fucking did that. I I ought to send you my dry cleaning bill. And I said, for what? Because by the time he made it up to the bar to yell at me, it was already dry. He goes, I got water on my shirt. And I said, where? And by you know, uh, and I was still being a smartass because I knew it was dry by then. And he says, you shouldn't act like that. I know your manager. That one. I know the manager. You know how many times I had to hear that? I know your manager. And, but this particular night, I looked him right in the eye. He, after he said, I know your manager. And I said, oh, you know, Hank. And he goes, yeah. And I said, then you know how much he hates name dropping. And then he got quiet for a second. Because Hank did. He hated name dropping because people would come into his bars all the time. I think it was probably because he was one of those type of guys going, hey, I own this bar. And, you know, uh, you come come on in, have, uh, have a drink. And then automatically people think that they've got the power to get whatever they want. In the uh, bar I worked previous to that, uh, usually whatever guy the uh, uh, my boss was dating at the time, they thought they uh, that they were all of a sudden part owner of the bar and they can get away with whatever they want. That was never the case with me, but uh, I would get in trouble. Well, I wouldn't get in trouble because she was trying to keep the relationships with uh, all these customers quiet so her father didn't know. But uh, she uh, she would you know say, oh well, come on into my bar and uh, we'll set you up and things like that. And, you know, people come in and all of a sudden these guys are like, oh, what the hell? There's too many drinks on my tab. Take some of them off. You can't take them off once they're on. Well, yeah, you can take them off once they're on there. But after you've heard six or seven times during the night, put it on my tab. You know, we're not giving you a discount for boinking the uh, boss's daughter. But I always imagined I didn't get to know Hank as well as I did uh, Brad when because uh, Brad was always at uh at the bar and you know he had one foot out the door as soon as i walked in but uh i didn't know hank as well as uh but 
Hank was always a very socialite type of person. You just go around, Hey, I own a bar. Hey, I own a couple bars. And, uh, you know, the, and that would probably instigate some people, especially this entitled motherfucker that, uh, I got his shirt wet. And like I said, that was well-deserved. It was a mistake. Shouldn't have done it. Very immature, but it was fun. Pretty sure I never got in trouble with, uh, for that. Uh, because I think the guy did realize that uh, after I told him that I took away his power because I was never af- afraid of people that said, I know your manager, never afraid of them, especially since I knew that uh, Hank hates name dropping, absolutely hates it. Well, anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. We're getting out of here tonight. Um, you know, people, the... Weather's starting to change. I want you people to remember to drive safe when you're driving late at home. It's dark. Some of you places are probably getting a lot of rain. It gets a little slick. I remember one night where I was driving home from work, and my car started hydroplaning, and there was not a damn thing I could do about it. Uh, I started to slow down, but there was uh, always that chance that all of a sudden I could catch traction, and then the car goes out of control. Don't let that happen to you. Remember to encourage your customers to drive safely and drink responsibly. There's a lot of stuff that get, falls on the bartender's shoulders, and you don't want that to, uh, it, something like that to happen. Big thanks to everybody who listens to Hey Bartender podcast. Uh, you guys are completely awesome. I, there's Hopefully some of you have found the new channel on Spotify because I changed podcast distributors, and the old podcast distributor won't let me delete my podcast off the old Spotify channel. Now it's on the new Spotify channel, but I'm also on anchor FM right now, anchor.fm. And you can still find me on Apple podcasts. Remember if you want to get a hold of me, follow me on social media, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, TikTok. I am at Hey Bartender podcast. If you want to email me, go to, uh, email me dude at Hey Bartender podcast. And uh, remember to stop by www.heybartenderpodcast.com and pick up some Hey Bartender Podcast swag. Uh, Got some cool t-shirts going that promote the podcast and a couple other things too you might enjoy. Big thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones. Go check them out on any of the streaming services, Apple Music or Spotify. Uh, They do the theme song, Dr. Bartender, at the top of this uh, podcast. They are awesome. They're playing with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy uh, this week, which is totally awesome. Um, And, uh, yeah, so as usual, I just want to wish all of you lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got...